Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk, a movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. <laughs> Chunks and a hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I am your chunk. I'm Doge, and long have I waited, and now your hunking together is your undoing. <laughs> and I'm Carter, and this will be the final word in the story of Hunk Walker. Chunk Walker. I'll do it again. This will be the final hunk in the story of Skywalker. <laughs> this is Carter. This is Carter. Wait, and I'm Carter. <laughs> I can't think about it. And I'm Carter. This, <laughs> this will be the final chunk in the story of Skywalker. Your Palpatine was if Adam Sandler played I know. the <laughs> <laughs> uh, this oh, no. will be the final <laughs> Happy Hanukkah Do you talk about it? Lunch lady <laughs> <laughs> I am the power of all the lunch ladies <sighs> Let's do this Tell us the things Jordan, take it away from me This is all going to be live. Okay. (laughs) I know all of it is. Okay. Fair enough. Hey. We feel pressure if that's how we want to preface this. Why? uh, Did you say hunk? I don't remember. I did. Okay. And it's because I bought us gingerbread cookies. They were tasty. I had a shot at it because this is the time of year that I do cosplay for my work. An Emperor Palpatine look. Yeah. Uh, the, With the black robe yeah, and everything yeah, like yeah. that. So the but, convocation. <laughs> the convocation. But the uh the gingerbread. <laughs> no, dude, I can't not do yeah, that. It's Adam Sandler. 100%. I cannot do that. The gingerbread uh, did win out on this one. Yeah, for sure. So this week we are talking uh, about a movie called Star Wars, Wars the, the Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker. Doge, hit us with the synopsis real quick, and then we're diving in. I'm going to do it in my regular boy voice because the emperor hurts my throat. Fair enough. He hurts a lot of people, so does any. Got him. Got him real good. With a choking. Before we proceed, we should mention the world's largest galaxy-sized spoiler warning. Big spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you are somehow and for some reason listening to this episode without seeing Rise of Skywalker. Stop. Yeah. That is foolish. You need to go see it. Turn back because here there be spoilers. And that's the final warning. This week's synopsis was written by 
Oh gosh, I'm gonna butcher this one. Palpatine <laughs> was written by Guy <laughs> Ba Airy. Yes, Guy Ba Airy. Guy Fa Airy. The surviving resistance faces the First Order once more in the final chapter of the Skywalker saga. That's all I need. Except it's the final. Order. The final. See, now it's chapter. Homestar Runner. I know. Now it's Homestar Runner. <laughs> the final. The final. Oh, <laughs> So, this is a big one. Boo wee. It is. Muy grande. I lied just three minutes ago when I said I'm not nervy. You're a little nervy? Well, I think there's a, let's, let me explain the nervousness. It's because like we're, we know we're coming out here and saying what we're going to say. Yeah. And I yeah. think before we, I, we don't have to spend a lot of time on this, but collectively like Star Wars has been a blast. Oh my gosh. Like a blaster. So oh my and gosh. I love how polar, I really do love how polarizing Star Wars is. I do too. I have gotten, if, if there is an equivalent, the Chunkies are a really nice fan base, but if there's an equivalent to hate mail. Um, yeah, for many weeks now, ever since I bought the poster for Phantom Menace, I, yeah, you've gotten some flack. For I have, one. I got a text just this morning about how there will never be a more controversial take on our podcast there it is. than your Phantom Menace poster. Hey, yeah, that was rough making the news though. I mean, I'm making the news. <laughs> Not changing. So here's the thing. I was worried based on how I left the theater after the last Jedi that we would get to today and I still wouldn't know how I felt. Okay. I have good news. Last Jedi or Rise of Skywalker? For Rise of Skywalker. Okay. But after leaving The Last Jedi, oh, 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 like oh, oh. it took me a while days, and yeah. I really didn't really know how I felt. And I was yeah, sort of yeah, floating yeah. and ethereal about it. The good news is I know exactly everything I think about this That's movie. That's funny. Me too. I left the theater last night and told Jess on the way home, like, I feel closure about Star Wars that I have not felt in a long time. Yep. I feel like I can exhale when I think about Star Wars now. Yep. I know exactly how I feel too. Yeah. So I mean, that's not to say there's a lot of things to chew on in this movie. I'm actually excited that I'm seeing it again. Right. Um, yeah. Because there's a lot to see. There's a lot sure. to see. And, and part of that is because this movie is crazy bloated. Yes. And basically the opening scroll finishes and then we are 1000 miles an hour until the credits roll. The first in particular, the first 30, 40 minutes of this movie are the most relentlessly paced that I've seen in a blockbuster in a really long time. I agree. And I want to talk about that for a second because I, I have some thoughts and it's this, um, there's a lot of stuff about the last Jedi. I think the last Jedi is going to come up in every conversation about the sequel trilogy forever. Yes. Um, the last Jedi will be, uh, permanently tied to this movie in a really unique way. Mm-hmm. And here's what for me that way is for a long time, Disney and JJ maintained that the last Jedi didn't change anything, that it was part of the plan and that everything was all systems go. The first 40 minutes of this movie tells me that every word of that was a complete exactly. lie. Exactly. This movie spent its first 40 minutes going back and reversing virtually Every frame of The Last Jedi. That's an exaggeration, but it definitely does that a lot. Why well, you yeah. call me out for exaggerating things when that's my whole thing? I know that's your <laughs> thing. That's my yeah. whole we thing. Do, we do backtrack from some of the more controversial elements of The Last Jedi. Like uh, Snoke getting killed is explained as, well, it was actually Palpatine puppeteering this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. and Luke like, is like, no, respect lightsabers now. Like he didn't just throw one away like a month ago in, in universe. And, and he's I, wouldn't, like, I wouldn't defend that like right off the bat like this and kind of throw off the rhythm if I didn't think like I knew I wanted to come into this conversation saying 
I do feel like Kylo and Ray's relationship that was built in the last Jedi. Yes. Is being maintained. I agree. I think that was I part think, of the plan. I, and I think a lot of the physical attributes of like the new things they can do with the force and their relationship to an extent is very much being maintained. So we talked about A, yeah, B and C no, role or I, whatever. I, the I think a, that, the A role is in. I think so. It doesn't Ray, change everything. The Ray Kylo relationship is the is one of the only things that I think carries over in a maintained road from the last if Jedi. Was, if that was one thing to carry, yeah, exactly. absolutely. That's because we all like it. The is best. actually I think the the best thing in this movie too. But this movie reverses so much of the last Jedi. I mean, so much of it. Well, what do you mean then? Because if we think, uh. Yeah, I mean there is a lot reversed, and I try. I promise I'm not trying to just be an antithesis this whole. Episode. Yeah, no. it does. I, I think, but it's like there was. I think what it made me do for Last Jedi is appreciate Last Jedi less because it was like it. I think it it carried on the main points that I liked the most about the movie. The stuff that I didn't like as much about the movie is that it was an episode. Like it was just like a small thing. And right. It was a space chase the whole time. Right. Yeah. So was there even enough content right there to reverse? Exactly. No, it's we spent two and a half hours on something that we could have been building to this point, right? Is that the no, point that we're no, making? No, I agree with you. Yeah. But, but what I'm saying is all of the things that The Last Jedi in its episode nature set in motion yeah. that they maintained for so long was part of the plan. Sure. Clearly was not and and took time away from this movie to it bloat does. it out with going back and doubling back around on, hey, Luke's you know, he's actually a good leader again. And he didn't, he respects lightsabers and all this oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That And was a shot like sure. Poe is totally in charge again and isn't still learning lessons about how to be a good leader. Like he's back in he control was, after that is, one lesson. He and is told strictly like you're not Leia. Right. Yeah. Which no, I made totally me think agree. of their Rose, conversation back. Rose's diminished presence in this movie definitely feels like a response to the last Jedi. Absolutely. The I lack so of too. humor in this movie feels like a response to the last Jedi. There's oh, I think this was equivalently funny of the, like it was equivalently funny, but far less slapsticky than the well, last Jedi. I agree with that. There weren't visual gags at the expense of star Wars, like the iron coming down on the, the uniform, of the last Jedi. But we have a full hour of our podcast in which we discussed the, the successes and shortcomings of the last Jedi. Sure. So, acknowledging that I think there's consensus around. It feels like the first 20 to 40 minutes of this movie spends some time course correcting. Right. Let's get into it. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about but Rise I, of Skywalker. I just think that's important because that's why this movie has to go so fast. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. because they had to It feels both, like they're making up for lost time. Right. It yeah. was like, we have to do the Rise of Skywalker and also we have to go do some housekeeping. Yeah. Which all is in what? the same runtime. Which is what I think we all said this movie had to do at yeah. the end of our last Jedi yeah. episode. Oh, 100%. And you know what, too? And it is held to, this movie is held to the confines and the structure of this Star Wars universe. Because there will never be more than nine episodes in the Skywalker saga. So you cannot say, even though there are seven Harry Potter books, there's eight movies. Even yeah. though there are, you know, Lord of the Rings is bloated. The Hobbit was bloated and it shouldn't have been. That's a whole other story. But yeah. it's like, we can't. Though I wish we had, we cannot make Rise of Skywalker part one and part two. Right. 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 And so right. that's why we have this. It is, it is wild. Yeah. Okay. So fast. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a lot going on. For instance, at the very beginning of this movie, Kylo travels to uh, Eczema to no. his, uh, uh, correct the name. Cause now I think it's it? called Exegol. 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 So he, he grabs a Sith locator device mm-hmm. and travels to Exegol to go under this giant monolith, which was very Yo, cool. This is very cool. Most super cool. This design. is such a, yeah. Yeah. Really, this whole really cool. planet, this whole area is just so 
and timid. Uh, yeah. And he meets with the emperor. He meets with Palpatine. Who okay. is alive in bodily form. Never explained. Not my super dump. Very close to my super bump. Super, <laughs> super bump. That yeah. this supreme villain, who we are to understand now is the villain of all nine right, films, right. returns from the dead off screen yeah. in yeah. between movies. Yeah. That's what that really is tough. I think we should have had some kind of flashback or at least a monologue explaining exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, so consider the structure of the original trilogy yeah. in episode four, we've got Vader and he's the baddest dude we can imagine. And then in episode five, we learned Vader has a boss who's even worse than him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we could have done something like that too. Like even just a quick scene of, yeah. we cut to Snoke's ship and it's him finishing a conversation and saying, as you wish, master, and then turning around as Kylo and Ray walk in. But that, Easy. Wouldn't, but that wouldn't have worked because Snoke isn't Snoke. Snoke is the emperor as a puppet. Are we to understand that he's actually controlling Snoke to the minutia of Snoke's actions or he's a being created by Palpatine I, who has his own free I will? I think because we saw the like growing Snoke fetuses. Yeah. I never thought I'd say that in my life. That like Sneedus. Sneedus, that it it's a creation. I think it's both. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't my think understanding he's controlling was he Frankenstein Snoke together and then basically puppeted him with his with the force. See, I disagree. I think he's probably doing something similar to what he did with Anakin recently revealed in a comic that he influenced the Midichlorians to create life. And he created life and created this creature yeah. called Snoke yeah. and has its own free will and things like that. That yeah. it was a servant of his that he created. I, I was he, hoping because Oh, go ahead. He does mention here though, which is interesting. Uh, he talks about death and he says, I have died before or I have died many times or something like that. So it's is like, that confirming what he talked Plagueis? about with Darth Plagueis yeah. and the prequels that he really did learn the secret to cheating death? I guess so. Yeah. Which apparently if we're to take the end of this movie at face face value, it's not really all that difficult of a secret to master. But anyway, right. We'll right. get to that in a little bit. Right. I mean, it runs in the family. Um, apparently that definitely did, uh, uh, upset me to an extent too, that we didn't get a background because specifically I remember going in and thinking, well, and I think we had a conversation too, like a lot of big bads in some of the biggest sci-fi and fantasy trilogies are these entities that go away, gain strength and come back. But for Sauron, for Voldemort, Sauron yeah. and Voldemort, I mean, we know there's a lot of content to show that whole process. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Um, but we know that we know what the process is vaguely. We have a right. vague understanding of the process. And what but those we get two had that something that, is coming. Right. What yeah. those two had, and that's what makes Star Wars so unique and wonderful, like what those other two series had was pre-written scripts. True. Yeah. You know, True. it was just just follow along. But yeah. True. No, that's a good that's a good point. Um, so we catch up with Ray on uh training on this. I actually like this, that we get to see planet. her continuing her training. Yeah. yeah I, I like, and it. I like that Leia's her master. That's yeah, kind of cool. I actually really dig that. Yeah. yeah. So this movie, um, it's too little too late in my opinion, but this movie does yes. attempt to retcon Leia's force abilities in The Last Jedi by confirming, yes, she trained. Yes, she got pretty good. Yes. It yeah, is. I love the reveal in the masks that it was her that had pinned. Yeah. Luke no, that's there. awesome. Yeah. Um, I love that. I love that. She had a lightsaber. I think that's all great. It looks great too. Great yeah, design. It's a really yeah, it's great a cool design, design for a lightsaber. Um, it it is too little, too late as far as correcting the error of yeah her powers from before. Yeah, yeah. it is a concept I like though. I do. So I'm, I'm on board. With and it. I think yeah the the in quotes too little, too lateness is that that only exists because of of the detour we took. I agree. Exactly. In Last Jedi, I agree. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, just in a vacuum, finding out that Leia trained with Luke to work on her force sensitivity and get a lightsaber. And then saw the future of her son and said, I'm going to lay this saber down because I know someone will have to pick it up. That's very cool. That is, that is well done. Really love that. And that's, that's, I mean, that's pumps all around. Yes. The creativity of the writing of this movie. Really love that. I did not think that there was going to be as many hits as there were. Exactly. Me too. There's some misses, but that is Star Wars. Yeah. But there was more hits than I thought there would be. And, and, and that's one of many. I agree. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, so we gather back up with our forces after Poe and Finn come back, learning that there's a spy in the first order and mm-hmm. they're going to go to, um, the ice little thing was really cool. Like I like that flight through. Oh yeah. The tie fighters and all that, that was stuff. Super like the light cool. speed skipping. Yeah. yeah. That was interesting. That was, that was very cool. Cool, it, cool yeah. idea. Like yeah. losing them by jumping to different places. Yeah. Is smart. But they kept the hyperspace tracking that we introduced in the last Jedi, mm-hmm. which yeah. I really enjoyed. Yeah. I like that too. Good continuity. Um, and so is the next place we go, the desert planet or the city? I don't know if Do it remember? completely matters to go in chronological yeah, order. That's fair. I think yeah. the last, the, the rise of Skywalker has done this to itself. It has yeah, confused exactly. the viewer to yeah. know <laughs> if they want to have a chronological conversation, how it even happens. Let's talk about the desert planet. Then I'd like to do that. Um, they go to find the ship with the, um, Sith tracker, thing which is the it. same thing. That is the festival. Is it not? That's the same planet. Yes. Yeah. Um, this is before that because yeah yeah. Did you so, catch that three PO says the celebration happens once every forty two years? Yeah. yeah, you know. And then when, in my mind, I was like, no, wait, seventy seven. Oh, a new hope. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, kind of cool. cool. So uh, I like this planet. Mm-hmm. I think the the like seeing the culture of the people that live there. And I the thought dancing that was super cool. It's awesome. Yeah, uh, the festival's that. really fun. I dug that. Um, we get Lando here, which. I I'm fine with it. Is yeah, I'm fine. It's out of Lando. nowhere. Billy to me. D. Williams has aged horizontally. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like somebody put a picture of him in Photoshop and just made it like 115 percent wide. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> he's a he's a he's a thick boy without a doubt. Lando, Didn't mind it. Lando Calrissian. <laughs> a little bit of a tease. He is part of what is collectively my super dump in this oh, movie. Super dump. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and we'll get there. So, um. The biggest thing that really happens here is that Chewie is killed. There's yeah, there's a handful of like, big but things. then, but then isn't. Yeah. I don't know how that happened. So I'd like to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, if that's okay. Yeah. Because this, uh, do we want to talk about that little snake thing? The snake thing was cool. Is that before? That's that cool. is before, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure that snake thing, I'm trying to find it. I don't have great internet in here. Pretty sure that snake thing is a Zillow beast, like from the Clone Wars. Oh, Whoa. Let me double check. I thought the Zillow beast was like more dragony. It sounded like they said Zillow, but they may have said something different. Let me. I'm it was cool looking. Check. The creature design was great. Yeah. Regardless. I dig it. And I am totally bought in, especially after we find out her origin. Hey, super not a Zillow beast. Yeah. It's a, little, yeah. It's a basilisk. It's a basilisk. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, so my, my super dump, it kind of goes on through the whole movie and it really starts here at this scene with Chewie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, and I, I want to talk kind of about, so my super dump is that this movie doesn't have the courage to stick to anything that it chooses to do. This movie makes these big moments and then immediately doubles back on them. Um, so like Chewie dies, but then he didn't. Yeah. 
C-3PO sacrifices himself so that they can find their goal. And then he gets his memory back. Kind of, yeah. And then, yeah. you know, somebody, Ray, Ray dies saving everybody, and then she comes back. And then it's just like over and over again in this movie. There's well, so much. with character deaths, for well, sure. And there's whiplash over and over yeah. again. Like, the, I, I think of the final battle when it's like, we're going to lose. Oh, the, the reinforcements arrived. Oh, they're zapping all the ships out of the sky. Oh, he stopped, and now we're back up again. Oh, Ray can't yeah. beat him. Oh, Ray can beat him. Oh, now she can't. Oh, she, like, it literally yeah. is that many times. Not a joke. It, there's like yeah. seven flip-flops in I, the final battle. I think I'm okay with the end and what happens with Ray and that little flip with her like dying and then coming back. I think I'm okay with that. And okay. that's taking more and more time to chew on. Sure. I think Chewie and C-3PO should have stayed quote unquote like dead. Sure. Chewie should have died. Well, C-3PO should not have gotten his memory. That's I don't think my, we had I think, to do- I agree about Chewie like from a dramatic stake standpoint, but in the theater watching when it looked like he was dead, I was like, Okay, great. I can't believe they ch- killed Chewie that way. Like, he doesn't get to go out of hero. That last, sucks. No, uh, I agree. Yeah. I feel that. And that's why, so I agree with you on the Ray coming back thing. At the I end. think I, I think there should have been more that I didn't assume would happen. One individual of these things would have been shocking. Yeah. It is the combined lack of sticking to any of it that is my super dump. Mm, okay. It's not that Chewie didn't die. It's not that C-3PO didn't get his memory. It's I think not, 3PO should never have powered back up. Sure. Like taking one last look at my friends is the last thing he says. But, yeah. Yep. And and that's that would have been fine, but that's my thing. It's yeah. not any one of these that I have a problem with. It's that they by the end I was like, none of this is gonna stick. Yeah. None of this mm. matters. Mm. Like yeah. I, I had become calloused to the loss of character lives because it's like, well, nobody stays that way, apparently. Mm. Um and it, it yeah, it was just it was it took the air out of some big moments for me yeah. by the end to just be like, okay. Yeah. I, I don't totally know. If, get yeah. I, I get that. And I, maybe it didn't influence me as much because I clump in the fact that, I mean, especially on the Jedi side, any, if any Jedi, which are most of the protagonists, if they die, they don't really do they like, it's like everybody sure. comes back. And I feel like I've been seeing that yeah. for eight episodes before sure. this. And so, yeah. yeah, with that specifically, no, I hear you completely didn't have as much of an influence, but I totally see what you're saying. So they get the dagger. This is when they go up to the yeah. first order ship. I do very much like the Ray Kylo and then Ray having the lightning bolts. Yeah, that's interesting. Come out of her hand. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I got she, no problem with it. She again, at this point, we don't know who her parents are right. we're watching the movie. So she in the moment was like, that is way too strong yeah. to me. But then we get we get a little bit. They they I think they understand that criticism. They try to explain it a little bit yeah. by saying they're a dyad in the force. And they're kind of just a recursive feedback loop mm-hmm. that keeps echoing and getting louder and louder and louder and stronger and stronger and stronger the more they interact with each other. Yeah. Love that. It's very cool. That is my super pump okay, for cool. this movie. And I hate that they're this close together now, okay. but that's just how we're talking about them. Cool. Yeah. This is your conversation now. Me so and just listening. <laughs> Ray and Ben's relationship, not the uh-huh. romantic part, which is a huge dump from me. Yeah. Um, it was not forecast to me at all, but- um, the, the, their relationship within the force and with each other as characters, the way that they keep anchoring and building and anchoring and building and cycling and cycling. And then the reveal yeah. that it has a name, this thing that they're doing yeah, and that it's like kind of supernaturally powered. I mean, that is what I wanted from yeah. this to see something like that, where it's like, they are just together for better or worse an unstoppable force. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was so good. I mean, that is the coolest thing to come out of the whole sequel. Trilogy My super pump is similar. My super pump is Kylo Ren, specifically Adam driver in this, because you can tell Ugh. with him um, within a moment of looking at his face, whether he is Kylo Ren or Ben Solo. Yes. Dude, like a totally different way yeah. of carrying himself, it's a really different way of acting and delivering scenes 
whenever he has been redeemed for the last like sixth of this movie, you yeah. know? Does anyone limp better than Adam Driver? No way. He did a really He's good, a good limper. Yeah. I was like, oh no, he actually got hurt. He's did they hurt him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he's great. I'm super pumped for this movie. He is Love that. my favorite part of this movie. And probably now that I can look at it holistically, the part of the sequel trilogy that I like the most hundred percent is is Adam Driver. Yeah. My super pump for this movie. Um, and it does end up being like a bow tying on the, on the new trilogy, um, is they do such a good job. It feels like the star Wars series in general, like the story of the Skywalker saga keeps gaining this momentum and it keeps getting messier and messier as like relationships do. I mean, it's like this thing that's happening between good and evil and how all over the place we are and both are being pulled. Uh, there's all these allusions to, Ray should be bad, but she's fighting to be good. And then the complete opposite of Kylo to go back and forth. And then just as you're saying, like for that to come together and it ends up being ultimately what saves the universe. I love that. Yeah. I just love how much of a, it felt like a good example of just, I don't know, something that's so it's, I don't know, like the force, like it's just so hard to, to put it in a box and like wrestle with this thing yeah. that, that keeps pulling you all these different ways. And it's so, I think it's, I do like that it's Palpatine and Vader, like that it's Skywalker and Palpatine, but we'll get there. The way they interact through the force when they can fight each other physically and take things from each other, even though they can't see where each other are and Mm -hmm. like all that stuff. One of the most interesting use of effects and like creative things I've ever seen. I'm still trying to get on board with that fully. Sure. For some reason, there's just a little hitch in me accepting that because it is so different from anything we've seen the force do. Up to this point. I'm chalking it up to the dyad thing. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think we're going to have a lot that of might dyad be, related conversation in the years to come. Which you is, you could give Ryan Johnson credit for that. Yeah, absolutely. And their hands so, yeah. touching. I mean, that mm-hmm. was a big deal. Absolutely. Yeah. As they're just trying to figure both figure it out, like brand new to them. I love that. It's unique to them. Yeah. Uh, you think back to the last Jedi when it first happens to them, they're like, what on earth? Yeah. So it, it did. I'm glad it was protected that way yeah. early on. I agree. Uh, yeah. Again, I, I want to say, I want to make it very clear. Rian Johnson's got nothing but my respect. I oh, love yeah. him so much. Oh yeah. But um let's let's jump to I'm okay with skipping over the city that they go to other than Oscar Isaac no meets the way. chick with this the mask. Is hugely we've got to talk about it on the ship because this is when we find out who the spy in the first order is. Is that over the city? So they go to the ship to rescue mm-hmm. Chewie, they get captured, and then they escape and go down to yes. the city to find somebody who can break into C3PO's mind. Yes. You yep. are correct. So this is whenever we find out that General Hux is a spy for the resistance in the First Order. And boy, does this not work at all for me. So let's talk about that. This because is almost my super dump, but this is a, a big dump for me. At first, when he first said it, everything clicked. And I was like, that's why he like is so bad, quote unquote, at what he's doing. He's trying to sabotage from the inside. And then he was like, I don't care if the resistance wins. I just want Kylo to lose. I was like, oh, so it's a new thing. Never yeah. mind. Okay. He was just bad at his job. Yeah. So it like it clicked and then immediately he reversed. He hasn't been a spy the whole time. He right. just started selling out information once Kylo killed Snoke and took charge for himself. <laughs> right. That feels so, so incredibly underbaked to me. Yeah. It's a little yeah. contrived. I don't dig it. I like, I would like if the spy was a, 
it's like someone who's spiritually defected, but they're still working there. Kind yeah. of like what Finn did. Another stormtrooper. <clears throat> yeah. That would be totally That fine. would be really cool. That's an interesting relationship. And then to have that's with when you can make the connection that that there's others. Exactly. With Finn. Yeah. I, I think I would have preferred that. that yeah. I think yeah. I like that idea too. And so with this, this rounds out me three movies in a row saying I don't like Hux at all. I think Hux, every time he's on screen, is a waste of time. I think that should have been. Uh, he feels like a cartoon. But it, I do like him. I think it should have been the him. other the other admiral the whole time. Yeah, he was great. He was awesome. Yeah. And he, we've never seen him before, even though he says, uh, it seems to be alluding to something when he says, as I served you in the old wars, so I serve you now. Yeah. Right. Right. That should have been somebody that we saw in, right. in the original. So they have no problem getting people from that era to <sighs> yeah, come back. It's a yeah. bummer. I don't know how much Domino Gleason or the character Hux, I think it might have been doomed from the start because yeah. I think outside of Hux and Kylo, are there any big bad, like, are there any bad guys that are the same over the whole new trilogy? Should have been Phasma. She should well, have been Well, they the blew same. that. Yeah. Literally. She's gone. And Snoke's gone. Maybe that's it's Hux the- that's in all three. And so it's like, he's compared to the only other antagonist that we yeah. see in the whole new trilogy. And you can't compare him. To yeah. Him. No, that's true. That's a piece. That is a piece of my super dump that I'm going to save to when we actually get sure. there in the story. Sure. So- um, so Hux lets them free and then immediately yeah. gets killed. He's dead. I like Zori. Is that the name of the, the girl? Carrie Russell? Uh-huh. I dig it. Is that Carrie Russell? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. Her yep. name sounded familiar. Like, or her voice sounded familiar. I agree. I just couldn't uh-huh. put my... I thought it was the girl... Um, I can't remember her name. She plays Nick's lawyer girlfriend in New Girl. I can't remember what her name is oh, to yeah. save my life. Yeah, I, th- yeah, yeah. I thought it sounded like her. That's funny. Um, but... Yeah, so she was cool. She looked like a character from Destiny. Very much. Mm-hmm. She looked very, like a wizard very from much. Destiny. Yeah. Um, I think my, you're just going to get those, though. I mean, that's why we don't spend a lot of time talking yeah. about just the add-ons. Sure. But it, it makes sense in world building to just have someone else that feels like they know someone. She felt, yeah, no, totally. She felt pretty unnecessary to me and almost reductive in a way of like, well, Poe has to have a girl, too. It's but he movie. didn't. So no, but he Poe's didn't, girl. though. That's what I like is that he didn't. That she was like, no, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. It just, it, I don't know. Something about it was just like, oh, that's a weird thing to introduce, a weird character to introduce in the la- in the second half of the last movie ever. Well, yeah, I think she gets to carry the like, I like the idea of there's more of us than them out there. Yeah. And so it made sense that she would just pop up like that because there's so many that are fighting yeah. for good. I really um, liked that she never fully took the mask off. I thought that yeah, was really that was cool. I, I yep. thought it was a cool design. I thought that was really awesome. So is, is... Is it okay if we talk about going to the Death Star next? Can we talk about Babu Frick? Oh yeah, let's Rewriting talk about Babu Frick. Brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's um, funny. Good, I like him. Practical little puppet. Yeah, I, I can't awesome. not like that guy. When he was like, ah, when when C three PO reboot, yeah. he was like, I am Babu Frick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like totally cool with reintroducing <sighs> I, himself. I, I'll take him. Yeah, he was I great. Yeah, every, I was all about it. Every trilogy, almost every movie has something like that. Porgs. Between Babu Frick and Dio, I love the new- uh, Yeah. Dio was JJ. The new characters that fill our cute quota in this movie. That's JJ? so great. Yeah, Yeah, that was JJ. Hey, Dio was awesome. Dio was great. We've never seen a droid with a fear of humans like that. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I dig it. I thought that was super cool. Death Star? What's that planet called? That's one of the moons of Endor. Yeah. That's okay. the moon of the Indoor system. It's not the forest moon. So the planet that we're at in Return of the Jedi is not Indoor. Right. It's a forest moon orbiting Indoor, which is a gas giant. There's another moon in that system that's an ocean moon, apparently, which is where we are here. I dig it. It's really I've cool always design. loved any kind of 
oceanic massive design like that in the Star the Wars. The waves universe. are deeply, deeply unsettling. Yeah, my, it freaked me out big we, time. I have not seen it yet with Chelsea, with my wife. Mm. This will terrify her. Yeah. Yep. And I haven't decided yet if I should say, because it's not a spoiler or anything, but like no. big waves. There's coming. a big ocean like in this, this movie. When I make this noise, it means here come the big waves. <laughs> Ooh, we haven't even talked about this yet. We have to. Poe is space Nathan Drake. He's Very space much. and Drake. Yeah. 100%. It is literally, if you've never played un, the Uncharted oh, games. Yes. He is, he has just fully become <laughs> yeah. space Nathan Drake. That's there's worse cool, things to be. That's a yeah, I'm okay with it. I love yeah. that we get, so, so there's something that happens in this movie. This is the first time in the new trilogy that we get our heroes on an adventure together. I like it. Because Ray and Poe don't even meet at all until the end of the last Jedi. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so having them together on this adventure again, feels like, man, we're making up for lost time because their interactions as a group, that was my super pump for the force awakens was, was Finn and Ray's interaction. Yeah. We have a tease that their relationship might develop something further here with, with something that Finn wants to tell Ray that he keeps trying to get alone with her to tell her. Yeah. Uh, And then we have Poe added into the mix. The group dynamic is so fantastic in this. It reminded me of two chunks, to be honest, those three. Mm. I feel like Finn sometimes. I feel like I'm just in the middle (laughs) and I'm just like, okay, let's get in here. Let's hug it out. Like we all love each other. But yeah, I I do love the dynamic. I love the rhetoric between Poe and Ray. Yeah. I was like, oh, this does make sense for their personalities to look good on screen together. Yeah. Because of how they are thick headed in different ways yeah. and they are capable in obviously very different ways. But yes. seeing that made me go like, man, we got in the original trilogy, we got three movies. Well, two and a half movies of the gang all together adventuring through space. Yeah. And we got one movie of that here. And that's just, that feels like such a bummer to me I because know. they interact so well together. It was, yeah. it was fun though. Interesting characters that play off each other. Yeah. I loved it. In so this. it sounded like your interpretation of what, you feel like Finn had to tell Ray is different than mine. Do you want to tell us what yours is? I think he was going to tell her that he loves her. I think that was pretty clearly set up and teased throughout this movie, throughout the, the force awakens. I completely disagree. Really? What do you think he was going to I tell think he her? He's going to tell her she was a Palpatine. How does he know that? Because Leia knows. And he said that I have something to tell her and Leia knows what she's going through. And she told me. Gotcha. That makes sense. To me, I really think that he was about to tell her, hey, before we die, I want you to know who your parents are. I yeah. dig that. I like that. Um, I like that better. I do yeah, too, because I thing. don't, I, I buy that Finn has a crush on Ray. I do not buy that there are any reciprocal romantic feelings going on whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and so to me, it makes way more. Because I guess according to The Last Jedi, Finn and Rose have a crush on each other. Right. Not so much according to this one, but according no, to The yeah. Last Jedi, they do. According to this one, Rose might as well just be a faceless character in The Resistance. Right. Poor Kelly Marie Tran. Man, yeah, I sucks. feel so bad for her. Um, but yeah, I really thought that he was going to tell her, like the my interpretation at least was that he was going to tell her who her parents were. Yeah, I think that's super valid. Um, so before we move on to the back half of this movie, let's move on to the middle half part of this podcast. It's Sean Aspen. Shout announcements, the part of the show. So I'm going to give a shout out to, uh, I, I owe several things credit today for me being alive. One wow. of those things is Davis street wonders. My mom, Davis street espresso. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. Shout out to that cultivar. Cold, the cold brew, the cold brew yes, specifically. Yeah. Like we all had cold brew today. We're headed back to Casa de Chunk and everyone around Oak Cliff is like, they fly now. 
Yeah. That's I mean, how like, it makes yeah, me feel. Yeah. Yeah. Then I had a second cold brew today from Cultivar. You've had two? I've had two cold brews today. And cold a brew for my cold bro. Um, and then- uh, that sucked. Delicious, <laughs> delicious <laughs> breakfast taco from Crumb and Kettle, sponsored by Taco Deli. Taco Deli. So, I mean, man, there's just so many man, places that Mr. deserve Big my time. love. I it's know. It's Mr. Dallas himself. That's with what all I do. Of these I'm, things. Just, I'm just, I'm driving I'm around. The only one that lives in, no, you're in Dallas. I'm, yeah, it says I'm in Dallas. Dallas on your address. I'm driving around Oak Cliff just eating and drinking stuff today. That's all I'm doing. I'd love to give a shout out as a surprise to Simply Chocolate. I have sent to Adam, Doge, and Jordan. Chocolates that'll be in the mail. They've been delivered today. When you get oh home, they'll goodness. be there. Simply chocolate. Chocolate. They're very delicious. Yum. Yum. So that'll be there. Merry Christmas. Thank you. I'm also going to give a shout out to Podbean because we pay them money and put stuff on them. Mostly our podcast. It's podbean.com. The website. The website. I want to let you guys know, our dearly beloved listeners, about a quick programming Game update. <laughs> a quick programming update for uh, the end of this year, the beginning of next year. Next Tuesday, December 31st, will be our last episode of 2019, mostly <gasps> because it's the last day of 2019. That's amazing. We will be celebrating our favorite holiday called Life Day mm. by watching and reviewing the Star Wars Holiday <sighs> Special. And let me tell you, we've all already watched it. And we have, in fact, already recorded that episode. It and is brutal. It is... A doozy. Some of the worst television I've ever seen in my life. And oh, it's we, tele- I keep forgetting it's television. Yeah, it's not even a movie. It's a made-for-TV special. But yeah. we will be taking off the first week of January. We will not be releasing an episode on January the 7th. So our first episode of the new decade, 2020, yep. will release on January the 14th. And as always, subscribe to our show if you want that stuff to automatically download to your phone. That episode that's on the 14th is an episode we're very excited for. Oof. Mostly because we don't know what movie it's yeah, going to be Yeah, we don't know yet. it yet. We don't know it yet. But we do know what the content could be. It's true. And it's the, so it's the Teen's Choice Awards. And so we're looking over from 2010 to 2019. The three of us are currently working on some stuff. Uh, options, multiple options for you to be able to vote on from the 26th of December, Boxing Day. Just found out today that that's, that's the day Boxing Day. Our Always second favorite on? holiday. Yeah. Our second favorite holiday. Yeah. Behind Life Day. Through January 6th. And so almost two weeks that you'll have the opportunity to go in and vote. So we're going to have five different genres that you'll be able to vote from. We're going to have drama. We're going to have comedy. We're going to have sci-fi thriller. No, horror thriller. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sci-fi fantasy and action. Action. Over the last... 10 years. So y'all go vote on that stuff. Please do. Um, what better way to start 2020 as two chunks spans over two decades? <laughs> what a better way to start 2020 than with your opinion, which is one of our favorites, if not our favorite, it's our second favorite outside of our own after ours. Yeah. Another great thing that you can be a part of in 2020 is uh, hugs. Is Give somebody hugs. a hug. Give somebody a hug. It's a new thing. We're inventing <laughs> it. I, that just completely. <laughs> That completely killed the momentum that I had. I was going to tell you about Patreon, which we're launching in January. Big time. That's cool. This is going to be some new content and a new community for you to be a part of. Yes. Uh, Yes. It will be a low, 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 low price per month. And as always, give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter, and you'll be able to see the details of those things as they are released. I hear a voice calling. Through the galaxy, through the force. I have been every voice. <laughs> Back to the show. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Much like Ray, in- we did. We did. Full disclosure: take a PP break after shout announcements, That's and true. I am so thankful because I shredded my throat. So <laughs> I keep thinking about. So, oh, hold on. I want to back up. I don't think you addressed that you got anything to drink because all you said is that we took a PP break, and you're glad because you th- shredded your throat. <laughs> yeah, I am drinking some Topo Chico now. Which <laughs> because as- when he pees, he's like, yeah. <laughs> Drinking Topo Chico, which as we discovered today is Spanish for top of the boy. Top of the boy. Like it's top not, of the morning to you. It's, it's like not top really. of the Chico. It's not really. Oh, top, it's like, top of Chico. Top, top of, of the, the Chico. Boy noggin. Boy noggin. Boy nog. My favorite holiday Eggnog drink. for boys. Boy nog. <laughs> so the movie though. You missed a lot while you were going, Carter. I sure we had did. Whole, did we I had not? a whole adventure. I sure did. Uh, re- I, I've been thinking a lot about Zelda recently, which shows, cause I almost called this death mountain. It's the death star. Ray goes to is. the death star. She's where there's she, tons of Gorons. She's just rolling down the hill. Kite surfs all the way to the death star, climbs up, goes back to her roots of scavenging. Yeah. I liked that. I did I too. Climbs all the way up, finds the, uh, Sith, uh, tracker GPS locator and sees a vision of herself on the dark side. Mm-hmm. Um, which that's, I mean, that's what we all thought that was when that shot was in the trailer, certainly. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody was like, oh, she's the villain. Certainly. No. Uh, that lightsaber's dope. It's cool. It is really cool. click. I wanted more Oops. of it. Um, and then Kylo shows up. Yeah. There he is. To take, I thought it was a vision thing again. It's no, not. It was Kylo, really Kylo there. Yep. And he showed up to stop her from getting the communicator by shattering. By smushing it. So are we out of order here? What do you mean? Because isn't the knife was what C3PO couldn't translate. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Cuz the knife led them to this. That's a really right. cool moment too where she's like I dig it. It is she a like cool pulls moment. out the thing. That's that's really interesting. I um, dig it a lot. It's very so, Indiana Jones, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. This movie felt like such an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. Uh but the the interesting thing here is that she is attacking Kylo out of aggression. And he's doing exactly what Luke did in their fight at the end of The Last Jedi. Like those, those sidesteps, yeah. those dodges of her lightsaber, that's exactly his, Luke's choreography from that fight at the end of episode eight. Amazing. Interesting. Super cool. Yeah, that, that is, is super cool. cool. Twins. Darn. So, so I think that the whole point of that is to, to make us wonder, like, who is Rey going to turn to the dark side? Yeah. Like she's attacking out of aggression, which we know is a Sith thing, so... This is when we start playing really, really hard. We, we should mention, too, that she already has learned that she's a Palpatine. Right. By yeah. this point. I don't think we talked about that explicitly. I, wait, doesn't he tell her here? Is that here? I think that's here when he tells her. I thought he told her when she's on the ship. I think he told her when she was oh, in, you're right, you're in, right. at the Vader shrine. Yeah, 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 yeah. you're absolutely yeah. right. And he's like, that's where she is. <laughs> so, um, so we don't really see Rey flirting with the dark side or having dark side tendencies until she finds out that she's a Palpatine. Um... I guess, no. except for the Force Lightning. Well, and the Last Jedi. He's like, he went oh, straight yeah, to the dark. Right. All that's that right. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I do. That's why I was like, all a part of the A branch or whatever. What were we calling it? The, the best parts of Last Just Jedi. The A plot. A plot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, continued on. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that I, I might do an exception and say that that's also part of my super pump. I really do like that she's a Palpatine. Very much so. And I think it's fine because we don't really... I don't, I wanted it to be Obi-Wan, but that was just turned into a joke. I wanted her to be yeah. a Kenobi. Right. But I mean, we know that Jedi were sworn to celibacy, like, celibacy, yeah. but I mean, he was, this is, I guess he had 
there's room to think a secret family back on Naboo. Yeah, there's there's so, room to think that there's like a Palpatine. I don't like Palpatine this. family. Um, yeah, it seems I, strange. I don't like that she's a Palpatine specifically because. So if we do the math, how much time is between uh, episode seven and episode six? Thirty-seven years, I think. Is that right? 30, is it that many? Thirty-six years. Is it thirty or is it twenty something? It's thirty something. Thirty it, something. It's real time. Yeah. Okay. So how many years? So between, yeah, it's thirty thirty. Six years, I think. So let's assume that Ray is early 20s. Is that what we're supposed to think? Maybe 25? Probably. Yeah. You want to call it 25? Yeah. So if Ray's 25, she's dropped off on that planet at what? Five? Sure. Yeah. So that means ago. that 20 years ago when she was five, her parents looked like they would have been late 20s. Yeah. So um, that means that her so parents- this was, so, so likely <clears throat> her father was born sometime around A New Hope. Is that what you're saying? Right. Yeah. Which means Palpatine was already old and wrinkly before he got his Wii Sports on. Yeah. Which is gross to think about. Right. Not that wrinkly people can't engage in. No. Look, we're not trying to tell wrinkly people what they can and can't do here on yeah. this podcast. No, but my point is, it just seems weird that that's the timing of all of this. Doesn't, doesn't quite, it? It doesn't quite it doesn't hold for me. me. Yeah, mm. I agree. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm not overly bothered by it. Yeah. Because it makes sense. Like the ages make sense that Kylo Ren is Anakin's grandson. Yep. And Anakin was 21 at the time that he became Darth Vader. Yep. 21 during the events of episode three. Palpatine was like mid sixties at, at least, that point. Yeah. And his son hadn't even been born, born yet. You know what I mean? So like, it's a, yeah, we it's skip a generation. That, that, that a generation also goes missing. into like introducing Palpatine. It's like, it's tough to, I don't know. I guess we just don't have much of a backstory. Yeah. Or I don't have much of a backstory. It's, it's a little flimsy for me. I, again, Whatever it I'm is, not, he's embarrassed by it. So um, that makes sense should, to me why we never hear about them. I'm not overly tripped up by it, but it, yeah, it she should have been a clone. Me. It would have made much more sense if she was a clone of Palpatine. Mm, like his daughter or something. Yeah. 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 Or if he was like, you're, you know, Ben Solo's claim to the dark side is through his grandfather, but you are me. That's ultimately to me much more interesting mm, than that. being a grand, a granddaughter of the emperor. I hear that. I dig it. I love it. I hear that for sure. Um, so Kylo and Ray fight on top of a part of the Death Star that has fallen into the water. It's, really uh -huh. cool. it's, a, really, it's a great fight. Really great fight. The colors, the look. This the movie looks water and amazing. Yeah, this really is the does. most Star Wars looking movie of the sequel trilogy to me. I agree. Um, just the different locations and the hallways and the but fight. That's, like That's a prequel thing though. Like that, to be clear, that Star Wars inspiration that we're pulling is a prequel thing because the originals... We're not as planet jumpy as the prequels are. Right. And this is very planet jumpy. Which is jumpy. why, it, I mean, a lot of stuff stands out because it's in the originals, but I think because we have so few of planets in the originals, it's why everyone knows Hoth and Indoor. Yeah, right. exactly. Because there's pretty much like four planets, yeah. five planets in them. And then yeah. space. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Ray stabs Kylo because Kylo gets distracted by Leia reaching out to him using the last of her force powers. To speak to her son and then die. So this is a hard, a hard opinion to have because of the tragedy of, of Carrie Fisher's death in, at the end of 2016, was it? I think so. I understand there are some things that are unavoidable and Leia has to die in this movie. I hate that both Skywalker twins died from using the force too hard. Yeah. That sucks. That's yeah. just like, and, and I don't know that how I would have really anything. I don't know how I would have written it differently. I don't know how yeah. they should have died, Yeah, but just something feels crappy about 
two thirds of our original trilogy's heroes died from using the force too hard. Yeah. That's kind of dumb to me. Yoda doesn't die like that, does he? Are we Yoda do dies old age or just Yoda dies from old age? Yeah. yeah. Qui Gon dies from fighting. Mm-hmm. Obi Wan lets himself be defeated be by Vader. Yeah. 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 That is that is unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. So she dies. Ben gets distracted, stabbed through the chest. Ray heals him like she healed the worm. Yeah. Which is cool. And yeah. Fine. Yeah. Fine by me. This is another example of what you were talking about earlier, though. That the last jet uh, that that the rise of Skywalker says this is happening, and he goes, "Oh no, we're going to backtrack that because that yep. seems intense." One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Um, and and the I, second that she healed Kylo, I knew exactly how the rest of the movie was going to play out for Kylo and Ray at least for Kylo and Ray exactly. Like right. I know exactly what's going to happen now. Um, it feels like I know why for obvious reasons it couldn't be this. It feels like that scene with Han was written probably for Leia instead, right? I think so. Yeah. Or like originally intended to have Leia be the one to reach out to him. I don't know. I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. If you're saying written for Leia, it felt very written for Han because Kylo says the same thing that he does before he kills Han. Right. Now I'm saying like the idea of a parent appearing to him and changing his heart feels like Han already had his chance. Yeah. Now it would be Leia's turn kind of a thing. I did love, so we get a a subtle callback to Empire here when- so the, the exchange in Empire is, I love you, I know. Right. Here when he just says, dad, dad and Han I goes, know. I know. Yeah. I thought that was really sweet. This, that was this really scene cool. is a good scene. really touching. Yeah. I'm not sure what's happening. Me neither. Because Han is not a Jedi. Han is one with the living force, but cannot return corporally because he does not have yeah. force okay. training. Hold on. This, Let is, me help this movie. In our opinions. Yeah. Is, is Leia's force exertion, is she dying because... She's doing this. She's, she's pulling she's Han out for one Han. last chance to talk to. I Tyler. would love that if that's the chance. I'll take that. If yeah, that's I'll, what's happening, I, w- I would. I'm love willing that. to that extend and that. I, I will think. also take that it is just an art direction by J.J. Abrams. Yeah. To say this is such a vivid. Yeah, but it's tough yeah. to do that in a world that the dead visit you all the time. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That we already have established like, precedent for the dead yeah, speaking yeah, yeah, with yeah. the living. I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to go with, and I didn't think of this until right now. And I had a huge problem with this until right now. I'm going to go with, that's why Leia died. That helps me accept her death a little to bit. Bring more. Han to, to bring Han yeah. to that. Cause she knew that he needed to hear from his dad. Yeah. I dig it. I'm going to take that. Sure. Yeah. And that, that brings a little bit of closure to them too, because we know they separated. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It it's brings like closure to Han and Leia do together. Yeah, great. I love that. I'm, I'm choosing to believe that, that as what happened then. Yeah, I think until, I think well until the inevitable director's commentary. When well done. It's, so when it's my, new, my, so, my super pump now is, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a good scene regardless. I yeah. think Harrison Ford is doing a really great job here. I am shocked they got him back. I'm not contracts, baby. I mean, that was probably a $4 million role at least that he was offered there. And he's got nothing going except for Call of the Wild right now. So yeah, it's not he's, like he's in high demand. On, he's man. working on a new indie. I mean, he's been working on a new indie since like yeah, 2008. This feels real. This is just my hope. <laughs> I hope not. You don't want it? No way. No, look at all those guys that came back and redid the movies after they were super old, like how good the new Rambo was. So anyway, they uh, hop away. Ray takes uh, Kylo's ship. How does Kylo get off of this moon to Exegol? He flies something, doesn't he? But we don't know where what. did that ship come from. <sighs> yeah, we don't know. He what. flies a Tie Fighter, he's a got, regular Tie Fighter. He's got sheep on Star burns up. Well, no, no, no. He flies a Tie Fighter mm-hmm. that lands next to Luke's X-wing. 
on Exegol for the final confrontation. Yeah. But where does that ship come from? He's got OnStar. He just calls it and they show up. It's, it's like AAA, a I guess. I think yeah. those are the things that you just have to... It's yeah. tough. That's suspension of disbelief, I think. That is something yeah, that I'm fair. having to turn on and off because it's like I turn things on because I do want... Like we have a podcast to be... Right. Like critically look at movies and movie making. And then sometimes it's like, but I, they can't do everything. Right. Yeah. So let's talk about, but that's a good question. I I missed it. I ask this every time. Octo. Yeah. Let's talk about Octo for just a second, because I want to really reserve some time for everything that happens on eczema at the end. So Octo, (laughs) uh, Exegol. So Octo, she shows back up because she says, this is getting too crazy. I'm going to go into hiding like Luke did. Yeah. Luke shows up. Reversing all of the pain of The Last Jedi aside, I am glad that Luke in our story has a chance to come back and double back on those things and go, you know what? I was scared. I wasn't being a good leader. You have a responsibility he, he I was here because of fear. Respect yeah. the Jedi like way. You don't have to be everything, but like you got a job to do here. So as I was sitting in the theater watching this last night, I was like, oh man, he's completely going back on everything he said in The Last Jedi. But I think this scene with Ray here is not a reversal, but it is actually a clear like verbal distillation of Luke's arc in The Last Jedi. Yeah. Because this is very consistent. What he's saying right now is very consistent with where he ends How the he Last behaves Jedi. at the end. Yes. Exactly. This is where we arc him to. And this is, I think, I think this is intended to be the final landing place of Luke's arc that begins in The Last Jedi. Right? I agree. Then we arc him from the Jedi need to end to we need the Jedi. We, you can't hide out of fear. A Jedi's yeah. destiny is to confront fear. I yeah. agree. I yeah. think the fact that they saved his landing point for an entirely different movie to me but, still but feels what like I'm saying is I don't think direction. they did. I don't think they did. I think this is the underline. This is the period at the end of the sentence that's already done in The Last Jedi. I'm not talking about specifically... Like, yes, I agree. I think his action showing up, sacrificing himself, saving everybody lands there. Yes. I'm talking more about like now all of a sudden he's, he feels like he's back in command of himself and regal and not crazy and not throwing lightsabers over his shoulder. That's the course correction I'm specifically talking about. Mm. It feels like they rewrote Luke to be old Luke again for this scene. Oh, I don't think so. You don't No, I can, I, see, really do. I can see that. I think he, his dialogue was written differently than the beginning of the first sure. awakens, but this dialogue is consistent with his actions at the end of the last Jedi. Right. Me. And so to me, I don't see that they've rewritten him in response to backlash. I see that this is the landing point for the journey. This is, this is where we have already seen him land. He's just vocalizing it now. You don't think that him literally catching a lightsaber that she was throwing to destroy and well, saying yeah. like that is, I think that is a rewrite, but I'm talking about the actual content of this scene rather than. So yes, there are things like that that do right. feel like I'm a direct agreeing response. with you. I'm saying yeah. I do think this is his landing point after Last Jedi, but I do I don't think that means this scene is is void of like these course corrections that we're talking about with Luke's character. Absolutely, and I think that's probably a distillation of how I feel about the whole movie. Sure, like it all works and it all reeks of course correction sure. to me. Sure, yeah. and that is a personal opinion that I can't prove that empirically. Right, right, or, right, right, right. But as I mean, I that's why it's an opinion. So. She pulls up his X-Wing. I love that she's going to the final battle in Luke's original X-Wing. It makes me very happy. He pulls yeah. up. He pulls he up his X-Wing. Yeah. You're right. Which is great. I love that. You may remember from our Empire episode that. When, I, I thought of you. When Yoda pulls the X-Wing from the swamp, that's my favorite moment in any movie ever. Uh, and seeing that here treated with respect in a way that we didn't treat things with respect in the last episode was really, really nice for me. Yeah. I, I think that's really great. So she flies. 
She do. She fly at Red she 5. She flies, turns on her tracker. It was good to hear Red 5 is out and safe at the very end of this movie. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. So turns on the tracker so they can follow her to Eczema, and she goes and lands by the monolith to yeah. walk underneath and confront the emperor. So it's like a zombie ship fleet, basically, right? Yeah. Like, essentially. They've been, was, they've been creating this out in the unknown regions. Yeah. yeah. Now each ship has the power of a Death Star. Yeah, it's little baby Death Stars. I don't love that. We are, we are obsessed with the Death Star in this we sure trilogy. Are. It's just, it's, it's weird to me. Yeah. Which I mean, in a saga about space, the scariest power is ending a planet instantly. So. Yeah. To me, I don't think we need that threat because there are already so many that we can say they're going to form an impenetrable blockade around every planet and starve people out. And it's going to be a slow, painful, suffering way to go. Yeah. Rather than instant display of power, but it's a dis- display of hatred rather than display of power. Yeah. Yeah. Which is more interesting to me. Yeah, I dig that too. Um, yeah, the zombie fleet. I think if you were to, at the end of episode, we'll say three. We'll go chronologically with how they're made. So at the end of Revenge of the Sith, you say there's going to be a new trilogy. And you give me a scene of what the penultimate like fight is going to be. Look at all these, the, the, this zombie Last Order crew. Yeah. Look at all this menacing like Star Destroyers, all this kinds of stuff. I'd be like, excellent. First two movies, if I'm watching seven and eight, I'm like, where is that? that? Yeah. Where is that? Where is that? Yeah. I want to be very what? clear. Just so listeners know, we don't actually think the crews were zombies. I was making a joke about the ships and Carter was continuing that joke. I just could yeah, yeah. feel people being like, that's yeah. not zombies. Well, I'm also trying to find like, what do I call the right. the audience in the Coliseum of Yeah, Sith? what is that? That was a little zombie, actually. What I dig guys, it, though. It's like I, 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 dig it. I thought how they were going to drop their hoods and all be clones of Palpatine, and that would have been amazing. Dude, I thought that we were going to see like a thousand red lightsabers ignite, and I was about to lose yeah. my oh, wild. mind. So, Carter, there's something that I think you were getting at, is that like if we're going to do this fleet, we need to tease it out yeah. a little bit. Sure. That is my super dump, is that we, to me, it's very clear. And you listening and you on my podcast with me may disagree. To me, it's very clear that we did not write this whole story before we put the first one out in theaters. 100%. That this was constructed along the way. And that, to me, is unforgivable with Star Wars. I don't Wars. know if it's very clear, but it's tough, too, to even know what is canon in the story of making this trilogy. Because yeah. from, what it, from what we can tell, I think The Force Awakens could still have existed. Yes. It is definitely The Last Jedi that messes everything up. The Force Awakens and this are but, part of the same story. The Last supposedly, Jedi. Supposedly, J.J. said, hey, here's the blueprints. Like, at least do this. And a lot of it was... Yeah. There are two conflicting stories. One that Disney tells people is that Ryan Johnson changed nothing. Right. One that J.J. tells people is that Ryan Johnson changed some things. Yeah. And then there's other stories that he changed everything. Yeah. Disney also said, we didn't anticipate 10 million people to do Disney+. Plus. Like... Yeah. Come on. There you go. Come yeah. on. But so there's this whole element of too little, too late. Like, sure. If Palpatine is the villain, he needs to be the villain in seven and eight as well. And At least th- throw me breadcrumbs. Exactly. There needs to be something leading to what happens here. And that is in macrocosm, my feelings of too little, too late. And then we're going to, I think we can zoom in on some things that I feel are just completely underbaked toward yeah. the end of this. But yeah, let's, yeah. let's get to that. Confrontation there. Um, so the emperor on the GLaDOS from portal arm is really cool. Yeah. It is cool. I love that. I love the effect. I love how scary he is when he does that. Yeah. I think that's really great. Um, the rebel 
the sorry, the uh resistance fighters show up, ragtag team led by Poe and Finn. They're just gonna start taking stuff down. Yeah. And they are outmanned, outgunned, outclassed, pretty much from the top. It Is feels- that Hamilton? Is it? I don't I know. Think it might be. <laughs> anyway. It might be. Um there it's hard to talk about this chronologically. I want to talk about so I, I made a joke to Doge in the theater that he didn't hear. So I doubled down on the joke when it continued. Um, the first joke was when Lando shows up with a thousand ships and it was so loud. And I leaned over to Doge and I said, on your left. Oh yeah. I thought the same thing. Oh, and yeah. and yeah. you didn't hear me. I did not so hear you. I know. So the second joke. I thought you said who's left. And I was this like, is there's an a illusion. million ships on the screen. I, I'm not an illusion. This is uh, like comparing that to the end of Endgame. Mm-hmm. For those that- there's more. Because the second joke I know Doge saw because he agreed with me yeah. very heavily with his head, which I is, am all the Sith. And then Ray says, I am all the Jedi. And I, I reached in Man. front of Doge and yeah, snapped yeah, yeah, my yeah, finger yeah, yeah. in front of his face. Yeah. Um, this that was final, game. This final thing is endgame. It's Star Wars endgame. Uh, just completely. N- not, not quite. I think those two beats are borrowed from Avengers endgame, but I don't think that we can find an endgame analogy for Kylo Ren's arc throughout this ending. And I don't think we can find an in-game analogy for everything. I yeah. think it's, yeah, no. it's fair to say those two beats are nothing's one-to-one, it, but I think we get to, I think we're calling it an in-game analogy and I agree with what you're saying with that, but I would tweak it a little bit. I think we're calling it an in-game analogy because that's the most recent and the biggest we have ever seen. Like it's never been at that like massive on screen, this much good versus this much evil. But I'm also thinking about any final battle, like Harry, all of his family, everyone who's ever good comes back yeah. and gives him the power to help beat Voldemort. Yeah. Sure. Like this is not in game copywriting. I'm like, not talking about just story beats. Though. Oh no, I'm I talking got about you. the vibe, the feel, the I vibe mean, for is, sure. It was the same as cap standing alone. It's post standing alone. Oh, sorry 100%. guys. And then on your left, basically people are going to think it too. And There's then, way too much. It's so close to not think it. the same year. Highest yeah. grossing movie of all time from the same studio in the same year. Yeah. People are going to make people, that. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Absolutely. And absolutely. Then, can we talk? Well, I'm just saying like, I don't want in game to get credit for doing a big final battle. Well, right. Like, I think it's like these specific, the originator. No, no, no. Of something but like that's that. not these two specific oh, elements. That's I completely not what agree. Yeah. I completely agree. Well, but if it ain't broke, yeah. Make another 2 billion. <clears throat> make it some, again. My super dump though, is everyone in the world. That's good coming back. Like yeah. all the resistance. That is so uh, in that wide shot. We see the ghost, the ship from rebels. So we're to understand that. Oh, interesting. Potentially some of the rebels crew is on that. That's ship. Cool. Uh, we're wow. also supposed to like, they were supposed to, I was thinking of you doge, but I know you didn't read anything leading up to this movie. Right. But like there had been some kind of rumor that Ahsoka was going to be a part of this. She is where she's one of the Jedi voices that Ray hears. At oh, the that's end, the telling, voice telling her to get up like captain Marvel. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't like everybody yeah. no, coming back. It's this. dumb. I don't, I don't think we need that. That felt like the most spoon fed fan well, service. Especially because we get the line afterwards from the, from the, I guess from the last order officers mm-hmm. when they say, where did they get this final? Order. Re, where did they get this? Yeah. The final order officers, <laughs> where did they get this? The reinforcements and the guys like, they're not, it's not military. They're just people. Yeah. And it's like, um, like, why don't we have him turn to the camera and say, the theme of this movie is people banding <laughs> yeah. together, rising up against evil. Right. And it's also- It's about to end. We hope you enjoy you it. Know. Like Jordan said, a little bit for not, because yeah. Emperor Skrillex 
dubstep's <laughs> lightning to kill the hey, world. That was the and exact sound it. effect from Electro in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. It was, but it was rough. He does zap those ships and then he doesn't. I, I mean, it and then looks it doesn't. And then it does. Awesome. Like if it, you're supposed to make me think yeah. he's not going to be beat, I, I am cool. in a hopeless situation. So it, I'm, I'm not trying to felt like a response to the what they in this movie in universe are now calling the Holdo maneuver, where you light speed ram a ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, that felt like a response to that. I'm like, we need a moment like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I tried really, really hard to mute the voice in my head saying, I wonder if that was because of the last Jedi while I was watching this movie, but there's just some moments where I can't help, but think that it's inevitable it's to help that. Yeah. So there's it's Iron Man. Actually, there's a lot. I think I hear you about the two story beats being the most in game thing. Tonally. I think this whole final battle is very end game. Uh, and that's just me personally, but hmm. the whole time I was just seeing moments and I was going, yeah, I mean, that's just, yeah. End game, there might even be a tiny argument and I don't know why I, I hope you don't think I'm disagreeing with you no. because I completely see it, but I think, I don't think that movies have had the means literally and technically to do yeah, anything like this. And these big, I think, recently. I think if Return I of the King was made now with today's technology, it would it feel a lot like this. I think, well, I was going to say, we're going to see this again. I think sure. this is yeah. going to be what your ultimate evil versus ultimate good looks like in an expanded universe. Yeah. It is going to be blue, gray space world, <laughs> blue, gray yeah. space world, some red, um, a lot of blood. There are a couple things that I want to zoom in on. Number one, I want to end on the one that I like of these two. Okay. Um, the first one is, and this sounds like a joke and that's cause it is a joke, but I'm also bothered by it for real in a real sense. So the secret weapon to killing Palpatine is just adding a second lightsaber. Two lightsabers will do it. I'll melt. It's just right that away. first lightsaber is like, that's not quite enough, but I've got two now. Well, and then that, it's as over. We saw from Mace Windu that first lightsaber turns him into a prune. I was waiting on him to prune back up by that the way. Second lightsaber removes the skin from the prune, I guess. I don't That's, understand yeah. this for real. Like I actually, see it. she's trying hard in the force. Maybe. I don't know. I see it for imagery's sake of like this. Cause this is Leia and Luke, right? She has Leia's sword too. Right. And Luke's sword. Yeah. And it's like, but then is this story about Leia and Luke? Like if they're the right. secret weapon, yeah. then the story's not about Ray. Then the victory is Leia's and Luke's if the, they're the secret. That's weapon. what I'm confused about. Here's yeah. my lightsaber. I'm stopping you. I can't quite stop you. I'll just, I'll do the same thing, but with a second one. Yeah, that, it's weird. It is to weird, me, right? It, to me, it felt like a, a tangible representation of everyone finally all being with her. Like, it was like, a, this is the thing that we had when she's asking with the rocks. She's like, they're not with me. Like, just trying to get the universe of good of the force to be on her side because she doesn't think there's any way she's going to beat him without it. And she didn't even technically get that until then. I know. Yeah. Like, I so, have to so make... So part of, part of my super dump, my too little, too late yeah. super dump is that we only see her calling out to those voices in this movie. Right. Why, like, again, if The Last Jedi had played out differently and she had been calling to those voices before, I would have been more on board with that yeah, element I of so this. Too. Yeah. I think with her just so, like, enamored in and uh, interested in the Force and what the heck is it? I mean, she literally asks Luke in Last Jedi, like, what is what is it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. And if he had said... It's not exactly. If he had said Jedi who die, all who die become one with the living force. And some Jedi are able to communicate even after death. Yeah. You should try talking to them. If she immediately leaves that and it doesn't know what to do. And she's like, Jedi, hear me, please hear me. Mm -hmm. Just plant that seed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I also want to talk about my favorite moment in this movie, which happens here. Okay. Uh, And it's when she hands Kylo the lightsaber through their weird force connection behind her back. I really disliked that actually. 
I like it. Freaking loved That's it. That's one of those things that I, f- I am having a hard time getting on board with because it's so different from what we've seen the Force it do. Is but different. again, they give a, a baked in explanation. They're a dyad in the Force, so they're yeah. crazy powerful. And yeah. that, for me, this is an example of those seeds were planted. Yeah, it we've was. We've seen it. We It makes yep. sense. And when yep. she had it behind her back and he reaches out and just has it, lights it up. Yeah. And then, by the way, the, the Knights of Ren just sort of like are... Kylo Ren cosplayers that follow Yo, him around. The and do Knights nothing. of Ren are nothing. There's nothing. What a loss. They are there so wasted. They went That's to phasma. the phasma school of being wasted. It's like, why on earth did we keep showing them everywhere? I know. I for think them at, to die like at this. At this point, we just felt like we had to. We had like, to there's no somewhere. reason that wasn't a squad of death troopers or something. But when he grabs that lightsaber and he is just sort of like, huh, like it worked, light it up and just goes crazy. Oof. Oh. Oh, it was excellent. It's my baby boy. He's doing some really crazy great. stuff. Yeah. I really great. loved yeah. it. Yep, 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 yep. So do we want to talk about the very the very end with Kylo and Rey and they kill mm-hmm. the Emperor and everything shatters? And the, Do we the need to talk line? about Finn on the cruiser? Finn rides horses on a ship and then they point the gun at the command bridge and blow it up. There. Yeah. yeah you did it. <laughs> uh, the line that Palpatine- They're not using speeders. Yeah, I don't, it was- Should have been the cats. You should have been if we're, the gonna, if we're gonna insist on cat horse people, let's bring them back. You should have been. Uh uh also no broom boy. Where is Broom Boy? Um Broom Boy is the Emperor. <laughs> the line that Palpatine says when he throws Kylo Ren down the hole. Oh you yeah. will fall as I once fell. That's a stupid, that's stupid a really line. Dumb yeah. That's I was so stupid. You mean he's made me go down a hole one time, so now you're going to go down a hole this time. As your grandfather threw me deep into a yeah. hole, yeah. so well, I will throw you, his grandson, deep into another Give, different but similar hole. The Ouroboros yeah. Yeah, consumes yeah, yeah. its tail yeah. once more. There is too much literal spoon feeding in this one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We know. Like, no one... There are people that Rise of Skywalker is the first Star Wars movie they have ever seen. Please do not taint that experience for the other five billion people exactly. in the world that have seen the other Star Wars movies and give us a line like this. Exactly. Movie it doesn't feeds, ruin it for me. It spoon feeds the whole throw, which nobody needs. And then we're over here like, please, sir, may I have some more about her communicating with the Jedi? And the movie's like, no, no. you yeah. only get the whole throw. You get the whole throw, but don't worry. We won't even tell you how Palpatine's back. <laughs> That's so it's, all, it's like, let me over explain the stuff that you don't really care about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so weird. But Emperor dies. That works for me, by the way. I, I, I didn't really have any issue yeah. with I'm all the Jedi. Ray snaps the infinity gauntlet. It fries her right hand side. She drops. Uh, Kylo comes over and is like, and then transfers his life force to her. She wakes up. Watch out. You're being real demeaning. You are being super condescending about this. Yeah. They kiss and why? So let's talk about though, like Kylo, Kylo transfers his life force to her which this is another element of too little too late because we've not seen I any know. of this life force yeah. stuff. When Palpatine, I was surprised he was dead. When Palpatine is sucking the juice out of him, it looks like Dementors from Harry Potter. Yeah. Uh, and we've not seen the force do that. And like, I, I think we need, oh, like, I forgot about that. This movie relies so, so heavily on that particular power, yeah. that particular yeah. life essence swapping thing that I think we just need more of that because this, the way that this ends negates Anakin's story almost completely because he turned to the dark side because he wanted to be able to keep someone he loved from dying. Mm. And he ultimately defeated the emperor or so we thought 
the man who tricked him into abandoning the one chance he had of saving his wife. Yeah. He did not defeat the emperor as we learn in this movie. And as we learn in this movie, you, it is possible to keep somebody that you love from dying without turning to the dark side of the force. It just, it, to me, completely unties star Wars that was tied in a bow. The sequel trilogy as a whole undoes some of the ending only to tie it back up again and say, look, now we really ended it and Mm -hmm. ultimately not do anything all that different. That's fair. And to be clear, I don't really have a problem with the transfer of Kylo's life to Ray to save her. It's the kiss that bothers me. Kiss was out of nowhere. I don't know what to think about it. Mm. I have never been so in the middle. I have no idea because I can't argue that there's not some kind of Wii sports tension, at least over. I think we brought it up in last Jedi and I think we said it as a joke, but now it's like evidently someone else who in the writing booth was picking that up as something a little bit more. This this feels like a fan servicey thing. This to Luke and Leia kissing. No, 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 no. This, this moment here, this kiss from the end. This kiss. Yeah, exactly. This kiss. Uh, from here to the end, I have never had my opinion on a movie so dramatically free fall mm. as it did starting with this kiss and ending when the credits rolled. I, I think we didn't, I was, I, I do, I was thinking don't kiss in me my too. mind. hundred percent. I, I am, I am fine with them touching each other's face. Holy yeah. crap. We just saved the world. Exactly. And then he falls because we need something more akin to Jin Erso and Cassian Andor's relationship in rogue one. Yeah. Where like there is maybe a sexual tension there, but at the end of the day, the stakes are so high and the mission is so much more Why important kiss right now. Exactly. That's my thing is like, I'm not opposed to whether or not they had any sort of romance in between them or not. I didn't really pick up on it a whole lot for real, but I'm not opposed if they wanted to say like, yeah, there were some romantic feelings there, but it's just like, I feel like movies need to learn that a romantic feeling between characters doesn't have to culminate in a kiss at an inappropriate time to convince me that it's real. This kiss was the first of several clearly fan service moments for me at the end of this movie, because there are legions and legions of Raylo fans out there, right. That are, that are clamoring for this and have been since 2015. So this to me felt like the first bit of, what I can only assume is a really heavy handed studio interference toward the end of this movie. It really, really feels like they were saying by the time this movie ends, we need every type of star Wars fan, every single person who has expressed an opinion about star Wars to have that opinion met and be satisfied with what we've done. So this was the first of several that I'm sure we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Yeah. Star Wars. I love star Wars. Yeah. I I love it even more after going through this whole series, but it is, incredibly polarizing and I think you're darned if you do darned if you don't sure in so many situations sure there is nothing that will just completely please you unless it's in the late 70s and you don't even know what to think is going to happen exactly yep right clean slate I completely agree yeah I completely agree let's talk about how it ends real quick let's just burn through some of this um Ray jumps in the x-wing flies away yeah uh the fleet Flies away safely. Mm-hmm. The zombie we fleet crashes and burns. I, it was almost my super dump. Why aren't we talking? Like, why, why aren't we mourning Kylo more? Exactly. So we'll I think it right would have been more we interesting. Needed to, we needed to see that Ewoks still exist. Thank the Lord right. Ewoks still exist. So that's a, a that's bit sarcasm. Of, I don't so, think we need that. So right. we, go to, we go to Bespin and we go to the forest moon of Endor. Two planets that have no bearing whatsoever on this trilogy. Mm-hmm. One of those, if we're considering this a complete trilogy... One of those planets should have been Canto Bite, and we should have returned to Broomboy there. 
Right. If we're insist, I don't like Broom Boy, but if we're insistent on having him be such a huge symbol in the Last Jedi, yeah. he should be here celebrating. What movie was it that it was one of the? Oh no, it's when Lucas came back at the end to of the original yeah. trilogy and uh-huh. touched and on all the other planets. So this ending is exactly one hundred percent Return of the Jedi, going across to different planets, watching victory on these planets yeah. and celebrating with the inhabitants. That's Return of the Jedi. So, is it not? To you guys, a more interesting, it is to me at least, a more interesting ending if instead of dying, if Kylo has to kind of be faced with, I want to be good and I'd like to be good now, but everybody knows me as this guy who's done so many horrible, horrible things. It it feels like it is a more interesting fate to leave Kylo up to the kindness of others to let him rejoin society in a way. I think that's interesting. I think if he dies, then, so whenever she... Uh, we'll get to the end. We'll get to the very end in a little bit. I have strong opinions about this that. This is the very end. I mean, let's do it. Uh, what else well, are we going to so talk first about? First of all, Maz giving Chewie a medal oh, was yeah. another bit of fan service that felt completely out of nowhere. Because yeah, it was weird. either we assume that Maz has watched the a other new hope, movies, a new hope and has been part of the public discourse for the last 42 years about why didn't Chewie get a medal or she shows up to this planet before she gets there. She just has just a has medal a in her bag. Waiting to give to Chewbacca when he gets back. Only Chewbacca. Only Chewbacca for doing a very good job. It's interesting. And I'm so sorry. Who played Chewbacca? Did he also die this year? Peter Peter Mayhew. Mayhew. In 2019. Here's another thing that is both fortunate and unfortunate. So this was not Peter Mayhew in the suit in any of these. Right, 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 right. But in terms of fan service. It's like all the stuff's happening for Leia, Carrie Fisher, who died. All these things are happening for Peter Mayhew. Like people in the literal world that we've lost. It is crazy that such an influential saga in cinema gets to be influenced by real world events. Yeah. By actual, like uh, there's so many things that would not have happened that we find out end up being pretty big plot points unless someone in the real world passed away. Right. Yeah. Yep. That is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The Leia stuff in particular is really interesting because JJ said he approached it like he would an actor who was not available to do reshoots. Yeah. So these are all scenes that Carrie Fisher shot for the force awakens. They went in and digitally gave her an earring and like a little bit different clothing so that it's not Leia wearing the same costume from Force Awakens. I think they changed her hair too. Um, But they just wrote new dialogue around the lines they'd already recorded from Carrie Fisher. And it works really well. It does work really well. There were a couple of times that were uncanny to me. Uh, But it works really well. Um, But the very last thing that happens is Ray choosing her last name. Yeah. when she buries the two lightsabers mm-hmm. and which, has her own new one, which is so dope. It's very really cool. cool. Oh, very cool. That's what Love I'm like. Yellow lightsaber. Go ahead. I'm fine. Do hundred percent. Do we want to put Ray in something else? Like, do I get to see that? I want that, to see that. I just want to see that yellow lightsaber somewhere yeah. else. That, That'll like, be in the comic that, or like, a novel spin, that you yeah. have to buy. Yep. That spin switch also, and the yellow also, blade. Also, hey, Whew. this is also a very big uh, movie production move. Massive Disney Star Wars move to just introduce something that we have a fraction of a second. The place where I got my Kylo Ren and Darth Vader lightsabers, those legacy yeah. lightsabers, yep. guarantee you there's going to be a Ray one now 100%. and a Leia one now that will 100%. make much, much moolah. Yeah. So she goes and buries, it, it makes sense to bury Luke's lightsaber there. Doesn't make sense to bury Leia's lightsaber there. It makes if, sense with her brother, you know. It makes sense if the force ghosts that we see are the, is the entire Skywalker lineage. It, it, if it is Anakin, Luke, Leia, Shmi. and Ben. <laughs> 
Not Shmi. Uh, but Smee actually from Hook would be really great to be there. Smee from uh, Hook. Shmee's me. Like yeah, that's the exactly. last line. Uh, but no, if it's if it's the entire Skywalker lineage, then it makes sense to bury these lightsabers there at the ancestral home of the Skywalkers. Yeah. But if it is just Luke and Leia, if they're treated as the sum total of Skywalkers, then it makes no sense for Leia's lightsaber to be here because she never even went here in her whole life. Yeah. That's I, I won't, true. Yeah. I, won't I mean, say not like makes, she can put it on Alderaan because yeah. that's gone now, but. Yeah. To me, true. it didn't make no sense. I know that's a double negative, but it definitely, something that I'm learning as we're talking about it, and obviously we would encourage conversations like this to happen around this movie. That's oh, one of goodness, them. yes. Well, that's, yes. There really, you can't hold a torch to Star Wars in terms of any other saga, like how you can, the conversations that come after. Uh, but I think that really is like the fact that we're not seeing Anakin does bother me. Yeah. Because you, just as you said, it's like all of a sudden now, okay, are you only there as like inspiration or motivation? Is that the only reason you existed was yeah. to like make Luke stronger and be like, look at what you can do. You know, if well, you put your heart to when it the and all these came things. Out, we reframed the whole meta narrative as the tragedy of Anakin Skywalker rather than the heroism of Luke Skywalker. Right. The whole thing is now the big umbrella is the tragedy of Anakin Skywalker. He's a tragic hero by the end. Exactly. And then we negate that by undoing the things that he's done. And now Anakin Skywalker, the chosen one to bring balance to the force is a footnote in Ray's story. Right. Mm -hmm. And that, that to me is the chief sin of the sequel trilogy. Yeah, I can, I can. Do you remember I, you, Jordan, you might remember this. We were talking before we went to see the force awakens and you asked me, dude, what is the one thing that you hope happens? I'm pretty nervous about these new episodes. What is the one thing that you want to happen? Do you remember what I said? You probably don't. I don't think I do. You don't listen when I talk and that's, I, true. that's okay. I know that now. What'd you say? Uh, I said that I want these movies. I want the sequel trilogy to make the prequels matter in the context of the originals mm. to make sure that this is one cohesive story. And this ending to me means it's not a cohesive story. Star Wars ends in Return of the Jedi. That story ends. And then we pick it up and tell this new mini story that's kind of related to the first six movies. And I don't think that's what I'm supposed to feel, but I can't help leaving with mm. that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great point, Jason. Um, <laughs> uh, and I will say too, I, uh, this is me being super negative at the end of our podcast. When she chooses the name Skywalker, I really don't like that. Because her whole thing throughout all of these movies is I have to have a family name that matters or else I'm no one. And then her whole journey in this movie is learning you're more than a family name. You are your own person. So when she says, what's your family name? She should say, just I'm, Ray. I'm just Ray. I wanted her to say, J just Ray. I just Ray. Too. I'm my own person. When she chooses Skywalker, that's like me. If I never had a family name, that's like me saying, oh, my name, my full name is Doge George Washington. Like Skywalker is the name right. in this, right? Well, she's Every, not going to go by Palpatine anymore. That's, right. She should that's be space just, Hitler. She should like, be just Ray. But yeah. if you have a choice between Jordan Hitler, Jordan George Washington, or just Jordan, which, which is saddled with less baggage? I'm pretty sure just Jordan was a failed Nickelodeon sitcom from the early 2000s. Oh, maybe Jordan so Hitler is better than just Jordan. Just Jordan. Yeah. A lot of baggage. Uh, but to me, like that's, everybody knows Darth Vader was Anakin Skywalker. His son was Luke Skywalker, hero of the rebellion. His daughter was Leia Skywalker Organa, famous resistance Solo. leader. Like that's a, that's a bad name to choose. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, that to me felt like it actively worked against the theme of these three movies. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was a lot there at the end that sort of crashed and burned for me. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's like 
tough ground to walk on with that because I do know that there's probably a lot of people watching this these movies that have like literally taken on like new names, but that's something totally different, isn't it? Yeah. That is, yeah. Yeah. Because it's not like it's not like she's taking her adopted parents' name. Right, right. She's taking a famous person's last name. Right. Which is, which is weird when the whole theme they of the movie like is you are more than your family name. Yeah. And, and maybe it feels that's like what that I lady was... on tattoo would be like, wait, really? Wait, really? You're Skywalker? Skywalker? Yeah. <laughs> like Luke? Yeah. That's, I think maybe that's what had me bend towards that a little bit more. And you've, you've put it in better words than I could, but it did to me, especially in Last Jedi and in The Rise of Skywalker, that they, they were parental almost to her in training her. They both train her. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. So can we rate this movie? We can. Yeah. Sorry about the bummer ending note, but it's important. I think. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm. I think it's important to talk. I about mean, that, that that to me is largely reflective of my experience with the movie. Sure, I I was really enjoying it, and then they kissed, and it, it went into free fall for yeah, me. I hear that. Uh, so we here at Two Chunks and a Hunk have perfected the art of movie rating using science. The one from school haven't used that joke in a while. Uh, using the scientific cinema scale, which is as follows: the best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it, buy, buy that poster. poster. After that, it's buy it. Followed by rent it and then stream it. Then it's forget it. And last, but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. So I, I made an allusion to, or I just made a reference to, Star Wars is interesting because we have real world influence that we feel like has some say in the storytelling of this massive flagship product of now. Like, sure. Yeah. Disney and, and culture, pop culture. 45 years of stories, just, basically. Just yeah. unreal. And a lot of that can come from um, fan stuff, fan theory, fan fiction, a bunch of people that are writing books about Star Wars. It's not all coming from the same source, all that kind of stuff. And so I, I'm going to use a little bit of that for my rating in a good way. The fact that J.J. Abrams, as a director, and anyone who was also a part of the writing team for this had to come in and deal with a lot of the real world influence of not knowing where the story ever would completely go. Yeah. Uh, and then to come in after something that is maybe going to be more famous than it's like, I, there's a scenario where the rise of Skywalker is less famous cinematically and in the star Wars saga than its predecessor than the last Jedi, just because of what the last Jedi right. did to everything for him to come in. And while there was so much bow tying, so much bow tying, like I think most of it was done really well. And I think I came out uh, ultimately impressed. I buy this movie. Like it is, it is a legitimate buy for me. Um, there are, it's tough. I think if there was ever a series that I could go back, but I'm going to hold true to whatever opinion I had on any of these movies because it's recorded. I can't help but not do that. It's historic. <laughs> um, this feels like the one that can change the most, not as drastically, sure. but there's so many of them that are so close to being a different rating, either up or down for me. Sure. And that's what star Wars is. And I, this is like officially my favorite series we've ever recorded on this podcast. I think it is the best for conversation. Um, and I think it is so impactful, but it is a buy it. I think what he was able to pull off, um, was impressive and it was, I'm seeing it again tonight and I don't dread it. I'm actually really excited. It, cool. it is a yeah. ultimately good movie to me. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to give this a rent it. Um, these, and, and I think holistically I will give the sequel trilogy a rent it. I know that's not really what we do, but I'm one of the hosts on this. So yeah, I can do I like what that. I want. Um, <laughs> holistically I give this, uh, a rent it because these movies, it's kind of like what I talked about earlier. Like 
it felt like Star Wars was over. And then I really, really trusted them in 2015 when they said, oh, but it's not over. There's still more. But then for it to end the exact same way it ended the first time, and ultimately there's not really anything that's all that different, means that these movies for me, and this one in particular, never quite rises above the level of really good fan fiction. Mm. Like if I had, if I read this on like archive of our own or on Reddit or something and it, it, you know, was presented as like, here's an idea I had over the summer for episodes seven, eight, and nine, I would be like, oh my gosh, that's really good. Like she flies the final battle in Luke's X-Wing. That's great. She has Leia's lightsaber. That's really cool. But then something about the execution was so much less than the idea for this movie. Yeah. I see Um, that. Yeah. So I give it a, a, what did I say? I rent it. (laughs) And uh, to be clear, I will buy this because I am, like I've said before, a sucker for complete collections. So yeah. I will buy this movie, but it's a rent it level of quality to me. Yeah. yeah. So this movie for me, um, I think is best summed up by what we've said a couple of times. It, it was too little too late for me. Yeah. Um, now that being said, I really enjoyed watching it. Mm-hmm. It was a ton of fun. I think it's the most fun of any of the sequel trilogy. I agree. I think that in a lot of ways, it felt like it got Star Wars a little more than some of the other ones did. Um, I think that similar to what we said about The Last Jedi, but even more so, there's some of the highest highs for me in this in a really cool way. Um, I just think ultimately it was tied down by what came before and what it was sort of chained yeah. to. Yeah. Um, and so it, it fell a little flat for me. There were some creative decisions as far as, you know, we've beaten it to death already, but you know, the kiss, the ending, there were just different things that weren't working for me so well. That being said, I did really enjoy it. I definitely liked it better than the last Jedi. And I am for sure renting this movie, which is maybe a higher score than I was hoping going in. Yeah. So I feel good about that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it has been these this series, I feel like we have just gotten through a marathon together. I feel like we get to take a deep breath. I am exhausted. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted too because Star Wars is tough. Like it is tough to criticize too because it's so unique. Each episode is asked to be individual and yet part of a whole. And it's spanned over five decades. And how many different directors? Three. Oh my gosh. Three different directors? Way more. Oh no, more than that. Yeah. Four or five? Because we've had two here, Lucas and the prequels, and the so there's been five directors. Yeah. Five. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's not as many as I thought, actually. And it is Well, tough. if you don't count the standalones, seven if yeah. you count the standalones. Because right. it is tough to because I there's been moments too that I want I wanted to just view it as its own movie. Yeah. But it's tough to do that when the major pool and the major feels that you get from it is that it's connected to the whole. Yeah. And so yeah. Yep. This thing fun, guys. This has been a good one. Before we wrap up, we do have a lot of people that send in super pumps and super dumps. And as you're hearing this, you may be wondering, where did they get all these co-hosts? They're not. They're just people. (laughs) All the voices have been chunkies. I already forgot the quote, but it's something like that. You got it. Crushed it. (laughs) Uh, But we had a ton of people that said that their super pump was the fight scene at the very end with Ray and Ben Solo and the Knights of Ren. All of that stuff that we really loved. Uh, we had uh, Dillman, my nemesis, said that his super pump was how everything tied together. We had people who loved that Ray was a Palpatine. We had people who really disagreed with us, and their super pump was the kiss between Ben and Ray. That's the fun thing about Star Wars, too. Like we say almost as if it's a collective of things that people disagreed with us. Right. But it's not collectively us. It's like there's things that Jordan disagreed with Carter. You know, <laughs> it's that polarizing. We also had some super dumps that were sent in. Mm. Uh, people 
as a whole, we're not super a fan of anytime JJ Abrams kind of said, Hey, here's what the last Jedi was actually supposed to be. Uh, and that is a little bit metatextual reading into the frame of the film. Uh, we did have one person in particular who super dumps everything with Finn, which I personally don't understand, but that's a valid response to have, right? Love what you love, hate what you hate, yeah, I yeah. guess, in this case. Uh, we have people who really didn't like Finn saying he needed to tell Ray something and then never really returning to that. Uh, we had one person in particular super dump that they don't get to see it until tomorrow. So <laughs> good news. That's about to turn into a super pump, I guess. But yeah. we do want to just say thank you to everybody who sent in super pumps and super dumps. This, yeah, thank sure. you. This has been, as far as series go, one of the most fun that we've done engaging with people and getting your opinions on movies because they are just as valid and important as ours are. Yeah. Just a reminder before we go that we are off the first week of the new year, but next week we'll be coming at you with our holiday special episode. So check that out. Yay. And we're returning to regularly scheduled programming on January 14th with the first episode of Teens Choice Awards. Make sure you go vote. To end today's episode, I'd like for us each to say our name. And two characters that we would have rather seen kiss than Ray and Kylo. For two chunks and a hunk, I'm Jordan Wonders. It's got to be Chewie and C-3PO. I'm Doge. And it's got to be Chewie and Leia because that was teased in episode five. Whenever she says, I'd rather kiss a Wookiee. And Harrison Ford gives her the finger point of doom and says, that can be arranged. Nobody's ever pointed a finger as hard right? as It's so intimidating. <laughs> Just, ah, that's his lightsaber. Just every time he does it. And I'm Carter. And I think it's a missed opportunity to make history, pop culture, cinema history, to after we have found out, like the whole thing about Leia and Luke kissing in A New Hope mm -hmm. is like, oh, they don't know that they're brother and sister. But what if in the holographic versions of them, when she says, I'm a Skywalker, just kiss we, again. When we pan back, they are just making just out. Just smooching. They are just absolutely rolling in the hay. And then oh. that's it. <laughs> She's looking at BB-8. But BB-8 has to get out of the way because he doesn't even be near it. But we still see the two suns rising. Yeah. And we can hear the noises just of Luke and Leia. Just, ew. 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 Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.